Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I think we need a retake. Okay, fine. It's not you, it's me. I look like I'm, I, again, I don't know where to look and I look like I'm looking off into the distance. Stop. Are you what re- am I looking at? Are you ready Bird? now? I don't know what I'm looking at. What am I looking at? Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Episode 46, Life on the Go. Life on the go. <laughs> it's funny that this is the episode we're doing because right now we're still Zooming because we're homebound. We're, because we're not exactly on the go, but we by were the time just talking. This, yeah, by the time this episode airs, you should be kind of back on the go or easing back into life on the go. Halfway on the go? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you were on the go. At some point in time, you will for sure be on the go again. I mean, yes. honestly, I was just telling you, every day this week I've had showings, right. so... I feel like I'm on the go again. It's just not as much out of the house. Like I'm only out when I have to show a house. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So life on the go. You, I would like to start by saying you are a master of this. You are uber efficient. Your computer is always with you. You can get work done in any location at any time and for five minute intervals and actually get stuff done. So I fail miserably at this. I like to be in my office, fully focused on my computer when I'm doing stuff. Um, That's why some of your really good systems are hard for me to implement, like the inspection repair draft. And like, I just, because that's a time sensitive situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not so good about working on the go. I mean, I can do the appointments, but it's all of like the admin stuff. I just really do like to be at my desk. So tell us how and why you're so amazing at life on the go. Well, I do feel like that's one of the biggest questions I get. It's like, how do you do the volume and have your family and have fun and see your friends and all those things? And I was trying to also, I knew I had a lot to speak on to this, but I also wanted to do some research on, you know, being efficient and life on the go and what balance even means. Yeah. And it's so funny because everything that I read is all about the mindset. Oh, I love it. Like so it's, it's just like it's a mindset and you can okay. make excuses about it and never change anything or yep. you can decide I'm not going to make excuses anymore and I want my evenings back and in order for me to get my evenings back, if I'm 10 minutes early for an appointment, I'm going to make myself pull out my laptop in the car and answer emails or I'm going to make myself stop doing this this way because it's too time consuming. Yeah. Like it's really about just having a mindset change and understanding yeah. that if you do it once, it'll just get easier and easier. 
So whatever that looks like, you know, for right. let's you said, you know, the inspection repair um, repair request when you have the buyer. So you know that my email is my to-do list. So when I get the inspection report from the home inspector, as soon as I can, I just go through it, highlight the things I think we need to ask for, type up a draft repair request, email it to my buyers and say, hey guys, I got his report. I read through it. I have attached the report with things highlighted showing what I put on the repair request as well as a copy of the repair request. If everything looks good to you, let me know and I'll send it to you for signature. Right. And if you do it once, you just become hooked. And I always get stressed if like they're quicker than me and send me this like laundry list of things. You're like, and then, oh no. Well, then I have to explain why we don't ask for that or yeah. what's important or this or that, you know. So yep. it's really just about making the most of your time. And I think that I see so many agents that are just so stressed out about things that I don't understand. And for in, instance, give me a for instance, like someone is spending so, so much time on um, doing a repair request draft or doing a market analysis or yes. making flyers or just things that they have been at the computer for two hours and it has sucked away all their time. Yeah. And now their email is out of control and yeah. now their text messages and phone calls are out of control and it's time to go get the kids. Yeah. And you haven't done anything. Right. And, um, it but really, you have a really pretty flyer. But you have a really pretty flyer. And those are just things that I don't understand. I do think social media is important. Yeah. But I think that your work needs to be done first. I think your priorities need to be in order. Yeah. And if you're early to a house for showings, I do think it would be a great time to do an Instagram post to your audience, but maybe check your email first. And yeah. if you have time afterwards to do an Instagram yeah. post or before yeah. you leave the house, but right. always checking like the time sensitive things first. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was doing my research, there were two things that that came up as being important with being efficient. Okay. Um, one was self-awareness. Okay. And this is always the hardest thing, of course. It's hard to look at yourself and say, like, where where is it my fault? Where, yeah. where am I not being efficient? Um where have I dropped the ball? What is sucking my time? Yeah. At the end of the day, you should be able to turn it off, 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 and be with your family or watch your shows or take your bath or go with, out with your friends or go work out. Like there, you, there's nothing about our job that doesn't allow these things. Yeah. So it is kind of about like, what is my mindset telling me that's a lie? What yeah. is not true? Can I email this person back and say, hey, I'll work on this first thing in the morning? Right. Um, or just don't respond until first thing in the morning. If it's if it's after yeah. a certain point, they'll it's okay for them to wait. Yeah. I have stopped even checking my email after a certain time because my question before I even check my email is, if there's something in there, do I have time to handle it right now? Right. If I'm about to do bath time with Haven or something, I can't handle it right now, so I'm not no. even going to look at it. Yeah. But um, it's just about knowing how you operate. 
And, you know, maybe you enjoy doing some things, but maybe at the same time, it's not efficient. So understanding that it doesn't mean you can never go back to it ever again. It just means, hey, I'm going to try doing this for like a week. Or maybe sometimes you do it this way and sometimes you do it your old way, depending on how much time you have. Right. But I think once you start saving the time, it feels redundant to do things your old way because you realize, you know, it's more efficient. So like when I'm in the listing interview, I am in my notes section in my phone writing their to-do list. Yeah. When I leave their house, sometimes even in the car before I have left the driveway, I hit the arrow button on the notes section and email it to them. Yeah. And it says, hey guys, thanks so much for the interview. See attached list of notes that we made. Let me know if you have any questions. Right. And it's, they. Right. I don't have to go home and type this long email and do this yeah. fancy thing. Like it's, it's done. Yeah. I left their house. I sent them the email. So I don't know. My brain, my, my brain just works that way. And I do think it can be learned. Good. I, I think, I do. I think it takes practice. And there are times where like, I've, I've changed the way I do things or update the way I do things. Yeah. Like I, like this is 2019 was the first year that I implemented the repair request where I wrote the draft and now right. I can't go back. Like I, yeah. I'm like, I can't even imagine just giving the buyers free reign to come up with the list on their own. Right. To me now it almost seems unprofessional. Like it yeah. seems like I dropped the ball. I should have been the one that guided and directed and gave them a draft, a suggestion. Right, right. Suggestions. I'm not here to say like I'm the slave driver and I will tell you what to do, but I certainly feel like when you're guidance. in charge. Well, guidance yes, is key. It is key. It's so important. So Right. Because they don't do this every day and you do. Exactly. And I yeah. feel like they feel comforted when I say, hey, guys, here's the draft. Let me know what you think. Because now I feel like they're like, wow, I don't have to go through this and like yeah. um, decide based off of my own judgment when I've never bought a house before what should be asked for. Yeah. Um, but you know, my schedule is like super important. And so that's why I tell buyers, hey, the inspector has Monday at 11 a.m. or Friday at 1 p.m. available. What what works for you? Because those yeah. are the two times that work that you could be for there. me yeah. that the inspector is also available. So yeah. I might list two or three times and then they pick instead of, okay, well, let me know who your home inspector is and when he's coming. What if it's like right. the worst time, you know? Right. No doubt. I also like, I remember in a previous episode, you talked about being in the daycare parking lot and catching up your email before Mm -hmm. you like shut Mm -hmm. it down. So you're just like getting it done in the parking lot or in the restaurant before someone shows up or just like wherever you are during the course of your business hours day. You're not like doing that all the time, but like whenever you're working. Right. That's the thing is that if it's within business hours, I'm being efficient and I'm working because I... I want that quality time when I pick her up from school. And I have been really, even throughout this quarantine where I've spent so much time with Haven, um, it has made me evaluate some things and like, should I send her to school less? We've been spending so much time together. But then I look back on some of the time and some of the time was really hard. I mean, I'm trying to work while she's in there and she wants me. And when we're together, she wants me. And yeah. if that means we have 
an hour after school of really amazing time versus two hours after school where I'm stressed and trying to answer phone. Mommy has to take a call. Hold on. And I'm also trying to check my email. She would rather the one hour of quality time. Quality time. Yeah. And so it's just, it, it is a mindset thing, knowing like what's really important. When is it really important? What yeah. can come first? What can wait? What can come later? Mm-hmm. And I also try not to overschedule. Yeah. Okay. I tell leave me a lot of free time in my tell day. Tell me what that means. Like, where do you cut it off? Is there a certain number of hours you'll schedule appointments? Are there a certain number of types of appointments? Like, what is the kind I of loose rule? Won't start and I won't schedule anything until at least nine. And then I won't schedule anything usually after 3.30 or 4 unless it's like my evening that I'm working and Tanner's coming home and I'm leaving to go show houses or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But I know how things can build up in email. I know how things can build up if you don't check things. Yeah. So if I am showing houses all day and have a listing appointment and an inspection or whatever the case may be. I make sure that I can eat at some point because during the day, during the day. So like when I can stop and eat, I'm checking my email while I'm having lunch with myself. Yeah. Um, If it's a home inspection, I'm telling my buyers to come at the end and I'm working while the inspector's doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not just sitting at the home inspection, like scrolling through Facebook the whole time. Like I'm being efficient with my time. Yeah. But but I'm like really serious about lunch. I feel right. like I have I know you to are. eat. Yes. If I for my brain to function properly, I have to eat. I have to drink water. Like yeah. I have to schedule times. Like if when people are like, Can we meet at twelve? I'm like, Can we meet at twelve thirty? Yeah, like I'm gonna have to eat. I food. have to eat before I meet with you. Um yeah. so I I think it's the self awareness part is huge. You have yeah. to know how you operate. Yeah. And also, like, what your goals are. Like, Katie, if you love to write things down and then type them later and you're doing the level of – and it's and you're not overextending yourself. Yeah. That's just part of who you are and that's how you yeah. want to do your business. Right. The, the self-evaluation comes when you feel like you're constantly stressed. Yeah. When you feel like you constantly don't have enough time. Yeah. When you feel like you're not responding in a timely manner to people – Right. Then it's time to say, I may have to sacrifice right. these things. My pen and my paper have got to go. Sometimes, you know, but I maybe know. it can come back later. But it, it just depends on, and it also depends on like how much growth do you want. You know, yeah. if you're like, I want more business, the question is more, how am I handling my business now? Now, yeah, for sure. I mean, Do that's... I even have room for it? Right. Am I even treating the business I have now well enough to do that? More and more. Yeah. yeah. So self-awareness and being honest with yourself was the first thing. Yeah. Um, But the the second step was intentionality. Okay. And that's really about now that I'm aware that I am this way, how can I make better decisions? Yeah. Yeah. So don't feel like you can change your whole life in a week. Maybe step one is utilizing your notes section of your phone at times when you would have been using a a pencil. Okay, I like that, and that makes sense to me. But I want you to tell me what the words you use, because you just did it in the listing appointment episode. 
but the words you use when you get your phone out in front of a client to make them understand you're still present with them. Like you say, do you mind if I take some notes on my phone about your home? Or do you like, I mean, you have to address it. Like what about, I know you said in a previous, the closing episode at the closing table, you get your phone out Mm -hmm. and you are putting in their database information or requesting the review or whatever it is that you're doing in mm-hmm. your list of closing things. That's genius. Like mm-hmm. I, cause that is a wasted hour when you're just sitting there. Yes. But I'm super self-conscious about making sure they don't think that I'm playing on my phone or reading someone else's email or not totally there with them mm-hmm. because that's just who I am. And I don't want them to feel like I'm checked out. So at yeah, the closing I table, totally do you address fine. it? I do. So like at the closing table, while they're signing papers, I'll pull up my phone and say, I need to update you in my database now that you have this new address. And I'll be like, what's today's date? Okay, good. I'll be sure I put that in at the close date. Like just kind of talk yeah. out loud what you're while doing. you're doing it. And then yeah. even when you are checking your email and it's other people's email, they just assume you're still doing stuff <laughs> For their right, for them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's okay to, when you are not in use, to be doing something doing else. Doing something else yeah. as long as you are somewhat present and aware of what's going on and maybe explaining to them that yeah. you're updating your database, that you're taking notes for them um, yeah. at the closing. So, like, oh, don't worry, I wrote I wrote down that you need to file for homestead exemption. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, I wrote down that your termite contract is with ABC Company. Um, right. When really I'm just sending the after-closing email that says, yeah, don't that has all of that. Homestead. Yes. Yeah. So then after the closing, I don't have to go sit at my desk for 30 minutes and update my database. Remember, delete. Yeah. And then I might even say, oh, I guess I need to delete y'all from the, the searches so you don't yes. receive houses anymore. And they're like, ha ha, yeah, we felt, you know, it's just, they don't really care. But if you feel self-conscious, I say what I'm doing. So that you tell them what you're doing. I tell them what I'm doing. And then it's all done. And I don't have to do anything later. Yeah. It's all done. Yeah. I mean, that's very smart. Mm -hmm. Even just like doing their net sheet in your notes instead of having to, I'm a writer. Why do I I do? I know there are people that are with me. I know I'm not alone in this. There are. I mean, like. I just like to write it. I it, but I, it's not that I can't do it in my phone. I just there's no better feeling than getting home after a listing interview and not having to immediately open your computer and yeah. and type up everything that you just wrote down. Um, yeah. But I I think it's just important that you you have to try. Um and yeah. there are things that I certainly struggle with or need to like try harder. Like when I get invited to lunch and I know that I'm super behind, um, but I'll try to say, would you be able to go another day or, yeah. um, but if I'm all caught up, I can go, go. So that's just, you know, it's okay. People aren't using their time super wisely during the day and then evening comes and they're like, I can't sleep. I'm anxious. I have have all this stuff to do. And it's like, well, what'd you do today? Right. Right, exactly. Remember back on episode 12, being authentic on social media, we interviewed our good friend, Chelsea Peterson. Here's the deal. Social media is so much more than a pretty image and a basic caption or a real estate tip that you slapped on to go along with it. 
Trying to connect the dots and figure out all of this on your own is a full-time job in and of itself. After all, you're a real estate agent, not an online marketing expert. The good news is we have a solution that can fill the gap and show you how you can build a personal brand that will make it possible to sell more houses all by showing up powerfully online. The Modern Agent Social Club is the go-to education space for modern agents ready to build a personality-driven brand and show up strategically on social media to become wildly in demand. This exclusive membership includes the six-part Modern Agent Method course, combined with the tools you need to implement it and ongoing monthly game plan jam-packed with the strategy and creativity that will produce tangible results. When you have a true strategy behind your social media approach, the competition becomes irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Irrelevant. This is only open to agents three times a year. So the next enrollment date is coming up June 25th. This is very exciting. June 25th. Okay. We have been given a hustle humbly incentive. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So you go to modern agent social club, Dot com correct and use code hustle humbly one word yep during sign up for ten dollars off your first month ten dollars off friends so use your hustle humbly code try it out see what you think get some good content yes we love the modern agent social club and we're just so excited to um, see how much you guys love it too enjoy enjoy okay so you plan your day yeah and you try to keep your appointments to a whatever amount of time you've got to get your lunch in there. Do do you carry snacks in your car? I know people. usually. I have usually because we're in the south, right? And you can't yeah. just keep anything in your car. It gets really super hot in there. Yes. So I keep a bag of nuts, typically like a decent size, like where there's several handfuls in there. But like and nuts will fill you up if you're in a jam. Yeah. Um, so I do keep, and they can withstand the heat. So I do keep that in there. I mean, I also try to like keep time for lunch in my schedule. I mean, you're making your own schedule. Yeah. If someone asks to see 10 houses, tell them you only show five. Right. I've never had anyone tell me, no, I've got to see all 10. It exactly. was always me who allowed that to happen. It's mm-hmm. not them. In fact, I sent, I just have a brand new buyer and I sent them the, you know, your pre-approved email, yeah. you know, buyer rules. And it had all the buyer rules in it. And in the buyer rules, it says, five showings is like the max for one outing. So she sent me her list of top five houses. She even had a list of like 10 or 15 houses. She narrowed it down to five and she said, these are the five that we'd like to see. And I said, okay, is this a good time for you? Yes. Okay. We schedule them. Then she emailed me and she said, Hey, what about this house? I'm like, well, we're going to, do you have a question about it? Cause we're going to see it along with the other four. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't even realize we would get to see them all at the same time. Like she thought I was going to make her go one at a time. Pick one. No, but awesome. the point is you drive that ship. Yes. They don't make the rules. Right. You make the rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying you should be crazy and non-flexible, but they also, they don't know if you know, and you're like, Hey, guess what? You've got to get that list down to five. We're not going to see 15 houses tomorrow. I mean, like you make the rule. And sometimes like if someone's like, can you come to my house today? (laughs) Even if my day is wide open, I feel like I need to say, I'm so sorry. I'm totally booked today. Can I come tomorrow? You have to set that tone. I think you're right. And I have jumped up many a time and run out to do a showing because I knew that I didn't have anything going on. Mm -hmm. But you're right. That's just like saying I'm available to you all the time. Exactly. And of course it depends on what it is. If it's a listing interview or if it's a just a someone that wants an opinion, it can wait. If this is a buyer that you are working with, 
that has lost houses and is like ready yeah. to buy and ready to write an offer. You might have to be a little bit yeah. more on call for that person. I think there has to be a sense of urgency assigned to the situation. Yes. Like, what, right. Because I've had buyers who are in the hot areas, in the hot price range, and the brand new listing came on. And I'm like, we have to go now. Like, now. Right. Like, we can't wait until tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's not every buyer. No. That might be, what, every 10th or 20th buyer? Yes, it's not all the time. That's rare. Very um, rare. Another thing I do is if I see that my day is crazy, I will in the morning set or night before or whatever, go into my settings and change my auto reply text message. Yes. To say, hey guys, I'm super slammed today, but I will be checking messages at 3 p.m. Oh. or 5 p.m. or yeah. or 7 p.m. Whatever. Yeah. So that way if the phone rings, it can go there. You can change your voicemail to say Hey guys, today's Wednesday. I just want to let you know I have several appointments today, but I will be checking all voicemails at 5 p.m. It would also help if you emailed me instead, yeah. but regardless, or, and you could do it in your email, but that way my brain isn't getting stressed out every time you ding, every time I ding and every t- like, cause sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't checked my email in three hours. It's probably got so much email yeah. in there. But then I'm, I can rest easy knowing they have heard from me and they know they're going to get a response before I go to bed tonight. You do that on your text, email, responder, and your voicemail? Yeah. If it's like a busy day, it, it'll yeah. just be... Or if I'm going to like a real estate conference or a work conference or whatever, I yeah. will set set it for that. If I'm on vacation. Yeah. Like you can change your voicemail every day if you want. You but sure can. if you feel like you know it's going to be a busy day... Um, let it because all they want all they want is to know that they're going to be taken care of. Yeah. So for they sure. don't care when no. you call them no. back as long as you tell them when. Right, exactly. And that exactly. takes a lot of pressure off on the days where I know I'm not going to be able to check email much. Yes. Okay, I had on my list to keep travel in mind while you're scheduling. Yes. Like you can't magically get from one end of town to the other, especially no, not can't. this town, no. really quickly. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep, like, you can't schedule in two totally different locations and not expect some travel time. Yeah, for sure. And, or, and that's, I mean, you have to keep in time, you have to keep in mind traffic times too. Like, I wouldn't go certain places at five o'clock on mm-hmm. a Friday mm-hmm. or any day. I mean, like, you just have to be mindful. Um, that's a problem we have here, but. Everyone knows. I mean, you got to have travel time. Yeah. I mean, when I have buyers that are looking in different parishes, I guess other states have counties. Right. But, um, you know, I have a lot of buyers sometimes that are conflicted between Livingston or Ascension because they both have great public schools and which one. I'm like, hey, guys, we're not going to go all over the world in one day. No. This day, we'll do Ascension and see how it goes. Or this day, we'll do Livingston. Yeah. And, and I'll try to schedule other Ascension things on that day that as day. well, if there's anything I need to do out there. Um, that makes sense. Okay, I have a question for you that I wrote down. What is it? What do you feel like balance looks like? Um, when, with, with my life on the go? With your life on the go, with kids, with work, with the podcast, with making courses. Like, what... What is balance to you? As long as I don't feel like I'm neglecting anything, any portion of it, and 
as long as I'm not stressed, then I would consider it to be in balance. It doesn't yeah. mean every day is all half kids, half work or half like if I spent all day yesterday on a slow day and had kid time and made the lunches and like, you know, did whatever, um, I think it's a sum total. And I think this is a question that only women ask themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just happen to be the breadwinner in my family. I have to like, but my kids are, are attended to by my husband. If I'm not, if they need me, do you know what I'm like? They're right. not alone in the or, or they're at school. If they're at, then I try to schedule appropriately for when I know that they'll be there. But just like right now, I have a lot of buyers and they maybe need to be addressed after five or on the weekend. And I just try to keep it like a sum total of the week, I think is what I think balance is. Like I'm not, sure. not going to be upset if one day is heavier in one thing than the other, but I try to make sure there was some kid time or there was some mm-hmm. me time or what, you know, like, Every week is different. Yeah. But I don't, I also do try never to look at my phone during a lunch. Like if I'm out with a friend, I try to like, you know, keep it like, you know, friendly or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not so great at night. It just kind of depends. There is a cutoff for me, but it may not be until six some days where I'm like, okay. It's not bad, but it's not like my kids get home at. 4, 4.30 typically mm-hmm. from school, yeah. I, that means I'm still working while they're in my presence, you sure. know? And I think that's okay. I mean... It's fine. I think it's healthy to for your kids to understand mommy and daddy work and yeah. they have to pay for things and things aren't free. And then when I'm done with work, <laughs> right. you have me, you know? Right. They're fine. They're going to be fine. There are a lot of children that see their parents a lot less than mine see me. I mean, mm-hmm. they're okay. Yeah. Um, but... I, balance is weird, you know? It is weird because there's, it it doesn't super exist. When I was doing my research on this topic, there was, there's an actual study about it, of course. And they came up with the progress principle. Oh. And the progress, the progress principle basically means that you will feel at peace, lower, lower anxiety and in balance if you are making progress somewhere. I totally get that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you completed it or if you totally cleared out your email today. Yeah. But if you made decent progress and you can resume tomorrow, yeah. it, it psychologically is enough. Yeah. I don't, but see, I don't struggle with, because I believe all that and I don't struggle with sleeping at night. My head hits the pillow. I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. I'm not re- going over my to-do list all night long or thinking right. about all the work things. Like I'll shut it. I'm maybe I'm good at compartmentalizing. Sure. Like I'm just not, I'm just not worried when I'm outside of work time, but I'm also not super good at working like 40 hours. I mean, let, uh, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It, Jay, we were talking about this the other day. Jay said, if left to your own devices, you would just work all of the time. And I'm like, well, if there was no one else here and it was just me, I'm, I enjoy my work. Like I'm not doing something that I'm not having fun with. So like, right. It's okay if I work more than 40 hours, if, but if I hated it and I was always complaining, I mean, that's totally different. Um, So I just, I don't feel, I'm trying to learn not to feel bad if I work a lot because I'm not unhappy. Right. Now, if the people around me are unhappy, that is a problem. So mm-hmm. just have to kind of take the pulse every once in a while. So I was listening to this TED Talk, and it was this lady. I think her name was Meg Robinson. but she was Oh, I think I've watched this. Okay. Is it the one, two, three, four, five thing? 
No. Okay, tell me what it is. This is about how when you turn 18, you become your own parent. Okay, right. If you never told your kids, fold your clothes, eat your food, brush your teeth, like, would they? No. So when you turn 18, (laughs) nobody is coming to tell you, make your phone calls, follow up with the client, clean out your database, answer your email. Like, you become your own parent. I think we're their parents now. Yes. We here at Hustle Humbly are here to be (laughs) the angel on your shoulder that says, hey, Go clean out your email and respond unsubscribe. to people. Right. Stop it's going to, to lunch with friends when your work mm-hmm. is not handled. Stop yeah. crying for new business when you're not handling your current business. Right. Right. Okay, but um, what was the end of Meg's, what was the story? You became your parent it, and then what? You have to become your parent. No one else is coming. If you only do the things that you feel like doing, you're never going to do it. So it's all about acceptance. It's about okay. saying... I have to accept that sometimes I have to do things I don't want to do. What are those things? And just do them. Right. And um, the biggest thing lately is that that I heard that really made, it was like a light bulb moment for me, was the quickest way to get rid of anxiety is through action. Oh, yeah. So if you're like stressed, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to my sellers in three weeks, pick up the phone. Yeah. It's gone instantly. You will sleep at night knowing you called every seller you had. And that anxiety is gone, you know? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I just feel like my email's out of control. Guess what? Answer the first one. Yes. Just But that's a lot start. like the momentum we talked about yes. recently. Mm-hmm. And, and it all, it's great because it all goes together. Yeah, it I all mean, goes together. Yes. And, and it's like, how do you balance it? You don't really. It just, no. it's about priorities, knowing yeah. what's important to you. Yeah. And they're saying that like, the attitude that you have towards being flexible separates those who are successful from those that aren't. Oh. So if you have a good attitude about being flexible and you can be on the go and you can answer things as they come. You're so good at this. You'll just, you'll be successful. And if you, if you get upset every time someone needs something at the wrong time, yes, it's just going to, this is me. It's a downward spiral. What do you mean? I just get like, I, you know, it's, I'll tell you where it is. It's the one part of me. It's the part of me that pulls oh. to perfectionist. It, it for sure. And I, there are a lot of perfectionists out there. There are. It's just really tough to get it done and to be focused on done is better than perfect mm-hmm. and not the other way around. Like I want it perfect and then I want to do it. Like, right, you know, right. I, I want to sharpen all the pencils at my desk before I study for the midterm. That's And the me. question is like, okay, what if you just sharpen one pencil? Great. I know I like it. No, mm-hmm. no, you're helping me. It's I not saying, it. yeah, it's not saying don't sharpen the pencils. It's just right. saying <laughs> get a good one that you need and you sharpen need it. A, right. But I literally remember this from high school. I would sharpen every legit oh pencil in my room before I would start studying. Mm-hmm. It's just like menial task, you know, like when you're trying to put something off or get mm-hmm. something done. I don't know. It's all very, you know who we need to send them to now? Back to our friend Anna Cornick's podcast. Yes. Because she's mm-hmm. got all the good information on this. Mm-hmm. It's about time. It's about time. Y'all go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so I also did have in my notes, I do have certain things in my car, though, like when I'm yes. life on the going. Do yes. you have certain things that are always in your car? Not much. Really? Okay. 
I mean, I have like a measuring tape and I have a notebook of graph paper. Yeah. And I have my laser measure. Yeah. And that's all. Okay. I have a crate in the back of my car and it is my agent car kit. It has those things. It has some light bulbs because I'm forever needing to change a light bulb if, during photos or staging or whatever or on a showing. It has some batteries for beeping smoke detectors. I have a small broom in there because I have needed to sweep a vacant house or why I really got it. I pulled down a ladder uh, in an attic stairs in a showing and then we couldn't get it back up because mm. of the height of the ceiling. Mm. So I needed like a tool. I have um, a lockbox because I don't want to, you know, like, yeah. Sometimes I need, you need it and you're like, yeah, I, I don't usually have, it have a lockbox in there. Too. Yeah. I have a lockbox, um, like key tags if I need that. It all fits within a single crate. Okay. Um, I have a roll of toilet paper mm-hmm. for the vacant houses. Yes. Um, I have, this is not in my agent car kit, but I have like a to go dog leash that was like from the vet one time and it was stuffed in the back of like the kids were playing with it or something and I actually had a client who had her little dog with her and she's like oh shoot I forgot the leash and we oh need my to... gosh that's hilarious. I'm like guess what your girl's got you got it such a mom but I do have like some tools I think I keep the um I don't keep a lot of not signs but I have the one open house rider yeah um, in case I'm going to put up a new sign or something like, oh, we're going to do an open, like just, mm-hmm. you know, something in the car. But there's like a handful of things that I have needed and been like, I don't want to go back a second time. And yeah. that, having that kit in my car keeps me from going back and double working. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, too, I love to travel. Yeah. And that's on the go, of course. And I don't do this big announcement that I'm leaving. Right. Like that's kind of just, I know I'm going Maybe I don't tell anybody else. And then when the client needs me, if I'm gone, I tell them, hey, I'm actually out of town right now, but I have someone that's helping me. So she'll show you the house at two o'clock. Yeah, Um, that's good. I'm not going to send this mass announcement to every client that I have because then they would think I'm never, I mean, if I do one thing a month or every other month and you tell the same client, they think, over and over again. Yeah. Over and over again, who never actually needed anything when you were gone and would have right. never even asked. But okay. I have no I, problem like checking my email in the morning on vacation while, or while because I see the beauty of the fact that I can go on 12 yeah. vacations a year if I want to. Right. All I have to do is just make sure everything is handled. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm the opposite. I don't go on a lot of vacations. It might only be two or three a year. So I sort of, I really want to try and check out as much as possible. So I will contact my really, no, I don't contact every buyer I've seen in the last six months that hasn't bought. But if anyone who's been kind of recently active, I will be like, hey, I'm leaving. This is who you can reach out to if you need a showing. I will be back on this day. Bye-bye. And then especially sellers, all of them, but they are so respectful. They just yes. don't bother you. Hey, I know mm-hmm. you're out of town. I right. you know, called your broker and got help with whatever. I mean, like they don't, they just kind of like put it off. They're like, we'll wait till you get back. I'm not gone for two sure. weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be fine. It's usually like a week or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. I like it both ways. I think you can not tell them or you can like really make sure they're aware. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. Anything else about being on the go? I think it's just important. To take care of yourself. Yeah. Don't drink 15 Diet Cokes a day. No. You know, 
drink your water, make sure you're eating, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You need to sleep good at night to function. Like life on the go. Sometimes I'm just like, man, we are so blessed to be able to work at the cutest coffee shop that we want to or to go sit at a park and work for, you know, 20 minutes before the next appointment. Um, It can be such a blessing, but unfortunately, if it is not managed well, it's a curse and it leads to burnout and it leads to real estate failure. Yep. And it is a mindset thing and it takes practice and it takes real self-evaluation to figure out where the area of improvement is needed. Yeah. And if you can do that, then you're going to be just fine. You love being on the go. I love it. Are you missing it? I miss it so much. Yeah. You're very good at it. So we'll it's all been take- hard sitting at home all these weeks and weeks. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I found ways to cope and, you know, things to do that were safe and things right. that I'm able to still do to get me through that time. But I am excited to just, you know, be back out and about and be back right. home and yeah, enjoy my time home once my day is over. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like being on the go too. It's good to just not have a monotonous you, every yes. day is the same. I mean, we are super lucky. So I think it it's really nice. one of the perks of our job if yeah. handled appropriately. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. It can be, yeah, it can be the best or the worst. Mm-hmm. So you just have to like figure it out. All about your mindset, people. That's always the case. Okay. I love it. Well, I don't have anything else. Me either. That was great. There we are on the go. Okay, are you ready for our toast? Yeah. Okay, so, oh, Lord, if I'm going to say this right. Okay, Shauna Kurowski and Brayden McKee are toasting to two people to two people. Wow. Are are toasting to Amanda Knight and Stevie Hahn. And Amanda is in Dallas, and I'm going to read you what they said. Um, Okay. Amanda Knight in Dallas and Stevie Hahn in Jacksonville host a weekly mastermind and are so generous in helping other agents. They are Aww. constantly, sh- I know, they are constantly showing up and encouraging me to be better and go after my goals. I'm just thankful I met them through social media. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. So cheers to Amanda and Stevie. And that's amazing to have a mastermind and to share with other people at other agents in different markets. See how positive and lovely that is. It's very cool. So cheers to them. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Bye y'all. Have a great, 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 great day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.